All right, Patrick, we are back. It is the Polini Perspective. You were just saying before we got on here, this is our fifth week doing social distancing podcast. Correct. Fifth week. Oh, my God. That's crazy how fast time is going by. Is it really? It feels like five years. (laughs) You're like, it's like so long. Well, you've been dealing with a lot. Hey, real. doesn't it... uh you would think that would make it feel, fa- I feel like this has been seriously, I like all kidding aside, I feel like it's been months and months and months and months. It feels so long to me. And in reality, it's been five weeks that we fight, you know, we got most of the people out of the station and we really started adhering to the stay at home rules and everything. It's five weeks. I mean, you're, it feels like five years. It really does. Well, I was thinking you've actually been dealing with this a lot longer, right? Because, I mean, Fox corporate. I mean, about seven weeks now. Okay. Eight weeks. So the first real notification from Fox corporate, I believe, came out late Feb. So, yeah, you're talking about two months now. Well, I was asking you this. I was curious. You know, we're hearing now states reopening or rolling out these reopening slow, yeah, plans. Slow reopening, right. Slow reopen. So I said to you, I mean, are there any plans for Fox 5 to bring people back in the building? And what's your prediction for timeline? Uh, No. So there's no plans right now. Certainly we're going to follow the local region, local and region guidelines. So for D.C., Maryland, Virginia, uh, we'll see what happens, how they reopen mass transportation when that reopens. Um, and then certainly, um, I think I said last week, my expectation will be a slow reopening of the station and okay, uh, and how we do that. But you mentioned, you know, certainly Florida's reopening, Georgia, Governor Kemp is getting crushed because basically he's saying as of tomorrow, I believe, or Thursday, gyms, hair salons nail salons uh, can reopen and uh, like and then I think on the 27th everything else can open for the most part now wait a minute no I read that that they were going to reopen these things but like hair salons had to be one-on-one uh, it's still it's still one-on-one contact yeah yeah and you could see multiple people a day essentially which we now we know is the biggest issue right is like and, and, and in fairness, you know, the governor of Colorado is doing similar, although not as, I think, liberal as Georgia is going. So the Georgia governor is getting killed, and rightly so, as was or as is DeSantis, the governor of Florida. Yep. Uh, but in fairness, the governor of Colorado is trying to reopen. And, you know, I think you're going to start seeing all of this now, right, to, do, to varying degrees the problem is no one knows. Right. You know, I think George's case, you know, the White House came out with, you should see 14 days of declining numbers. Yep. Before you enter phase one of the reopening, whatever that looks like in your state. Georgia hasn't seen that even close. Where Colorado, I believe, has. And Cal- actually, Southern California has as well. Not the entire state. But I think most of Southern California has. And I believe Florida has as well. So uh, I think Texas is starting to reopen. Wow. I just think, you know, I, we'll see. I think you got to be careful. 
uh, there's too many unknowns. Yeah. But I do agree the debate has to heat up as to when and how you will. You know, some say you're going to have massive testing, right? Right. You have to have testing to reopen. Well, I agree. And for example, in Maryland, Governor Hogan, uh, his wife, who is from South Korea, negotiated uh, an agreement with uh, South Korea to get 500,000 tests. Yep. It was announced yesterday. Then Trump goes and criticizes Hogan, says he didn't know what he was doing. Hogan kind of tweeted back sarcastically. Um, you know, we know Trump goes off on tangents, but right. the, you know, criticizing Hogan is going to get him zero, what, zero points. Who do you think is telling the truth, though? Because yesterday watching the press conference with Pence, with Vice President Pence and President Trump, you know, Vice President Pence comes out and says, you know, oh, he's going to speak to Hogan because there's plenty of tests. They keep saying there's plenty of tests. There's plenty of tests. But that's there's not pl- it's clearly there's, not true. Well, I think I think, again, I think both things can be true. Like politicians always do. I mean, there's enough tests to, in their mind, reopen or enter phase one. Certain governors believe you need more testing to reopen. So I think that's a matter of what you're basing the reopening on. Is there enough tests for every person in the state to know if they have it or don't? Absolutely not. You'll never have that. If that's your criteria for reopening, we're going to be here a year from now yeah doing the exact same thing and that's not it's not it's not reality it's not plausible nor sustainable so the question is how many people in your state do you feel need to be tested to have some sort of modeling that's accurate and can predict if it'll have another spike or if it will continue to drop in numbers so you know, the guideline of 14 days of dropping numbers to enter phase one. Uh, but that has to also be based on some sense that there's enough people getting tested to see if the numbers are really dropping. Right. Having said that, uh, you know, listen, we, we criticize Trump and rightly so in many cases. But you also have like Nancy Pelosi goes on Chris Wallace, Fox News Sunday this weekend. He plays a clip of her on February 27th in Chinatown calling Trump a xenophobe and say, oh, we're open for business. People should travel, uh, come down. There's nothing to worry about. Comes out in a clip, Chris Wall says to her, so weren't you promoting yeah. tourism? And No. I mean, no. I know she just played the clip. It was the master deflection. Essentially, she was like, no, no, we were just telling people to not be racist, to come down here, support Asian Americans. You're like, what? Master deflector. Governor Governor Cuomo from New York, and yes, he's handled it well after the fact, but late February, early March, he was telling people we're going to still have the parade. The Blasio was saying, the mayor of New York, come in, we're going to, we're like, Everyone's got to step back and say, okay, we were wrong. This was much more serious than we thought. You know, tr- Trump's 15 people have it and we're going to be fine to each state's governor. No one had this right. No one. Right. Right. And whether we didn't listen to the warnings or whether we didn't have the right information. Yes, there need, we need to look at why we missed it. And I say we collectively, um, 
but you know, I mean, no, no, it, it wasn't like Pelosi was out there saying, you know, we got to hunker down in late January. Right, like, right. No, no, stop. you're right. No, neither party was. Neither party, you know. Yeah, people, we didn't take the warnings. I mean, I think you're right. Like, there's plenty of blame to go around for both parties. I governors, it wasn't like any governors in this country were planning. Trump's made a lot of mistakes. You know, late January, he limited travel from China. You know, he says he closed it. He didn't close it. People from the United States were coming back in, or citizens were coming back in, people with passports uh, and, and others. So it wasn't a true ban. Right. But he did act in late January. But then he compounded, or, or he didn't follow up on that and kind of downplayed it in fact. So I think if Trump had continued to take action throughout the month of Feb, he would be in a much, much, much better place to speak out against these governors and other leaders. Right. He, he kind of did the roller coaster. Thing. He thought by just saying, I'm going to ban people from China was going to get him through and things would be okay. Right. And clearly that has not been the case. And, you know, I've been, I've been looking at some, you know, pundits criticizing the Washington university modeling. And yes, they came out and they said, based on their modeling, and this was with stay at home, with certain lockdowns and restrictions, that the death total was going to be in the 200,000 range and about a million people were going to get it. Well, clearly that's not been the case. Yeah. Having said that, let's not be proud that 60,000 plus people are going to die. Yeah. And I don't mean the proud. I don't, I don't mean like proud. Oh, I'm glad. But I meant like, Yes, you want to criticize the modeling, but what would you have done differently? I tweeted this yesterday to someone. So if, if the modeling, instead of sending, saying 100 to 200,000, said 60,000, would you not have closed down? Mm. Like, what, what was the number that you felt was acceptable? And they don't answer because you know what? They can't. They right, just right. want to criticize. Right. Right? Revisionist history is always, you know, the easiest, Right. So, uh, and then, and then poor Joe Biden, right? Like the guy can't put two sentences together. It's no, Sarah, it's sad. I know, I like, saw, they got, I saw that. They got to They got to do something. Like, I don't know what, no! I feel bad for him. Uh, no, I'm not joking. He's, there's, there's something wrong with him. He has deteriorated immensely in the last six months. Don't say this. This is terrible. I keep hoping oh. he'll get through the election, but I know the latest gap. Well, I, is... I honestly think he has to do the right thing and step down and let somebody else come in like a Cuomo or something. I oh, really God, do. do you think that would ever happen? I don't think there's any way now. Don't you feel like everybody's all in on him? I... Well, no, I mean, I if know. he stepped down for health reasons, I think he if he, if he if he gave up the nomination, he doesn't have it yet. Technically, he won't have it until the convention. We certainly know he's the presumptive nominee, but I really believe something's wrong with him. Oh God, that is and I, so. And, and and I don't and I don't say that lightly. I I I feel I feel he can't put a sentence together even when he's reading it from, from notes. Oh, gosh. I mean, this is, you know, it's like what we talk about. It's the Democrats election to lose. But I yeah, I mean, you see that headline all the time. And I think although he's still up five points, six points on Trump, you know, so. Yeah, but that's think, now, you know, it's like the economy, the stock market seems to be hanging on somewhat. We'll see how that goes over the next couple yeah, of months. We'll see. Oil prices are just yep. at an all time low. 
Uh, That's bottoming out. Yep. We've got 20 million plus on unemployment. Um, but I did, I wanted to ask you though, just before we kind of head in a different direction, what are your thoughts though on protests? So all across the country, of course, protests, even here in Maine, you know, Augusta, Maine had a big protest yesterday. You've got hundreds of people in their vehicles, out of their vehicles, not social distancing, saying, you know, uh, my health is in Jesus's hand or, you know, we can handle this um, from Michigan on what, and obviously our president encouraging those tweeting out, you know, for people to take back their states. What's, what is all your thoughts and opinion on that? Bunch of idiots. Uh, Trump, tr- Trump tweeting, liberate Michigan, right. liberate Virginia is idiotic from our president who, by the way, just put out a three phase. What, a, what, what appeared to be a very comprehensive, well thought out three phase plan on reopening the government. And then two days later or a day later, he's tweeting, liberate Michigan. Now, do I think the Michigan governor went overboard? I do. I think not allowing people to buy lawn care and, 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 you know, working on their houses or trying to get some therapeutic, you know, some people exercise, some people work on their gardens. Yeah. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't think you working on your garden or going to the store and self distance or have curbside pickup of some lawn care was, was going to make or break your state. So, I think Governor Whitmer went overboard. Having said that, to encourage protests and violate the social distancing stay-at-home rules, uh, it was an embarrassment. It really was. Now, I'm all for protesting. You want to protest when this is over. You want to have two, three, four hundred thousand person rallies. Having said that, the nurses who, again, we applaud, you know, uh, first responders, yeah. healthcare workers. I mean. They've gone through just unspeakable. Uh, oh my God! Sacrifices and yes. To, to get, but the union of nurses is protesting down at Lafayette Square today. I don't think they should be protesting either. Not now. Yes, they need masks. They need more. Uh, they need more supplies. So get your spokespeople out. Get them on every news media outlet in the country. But to go down to Lafayette Square. So now we have people there covering it. They're going down to Lafayette Square. It, 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 it's not right on both sides. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think right now we don't need in-person protests anymore. Yeah, and, it, and like you said, I mean, I'll be curious to see over the next two weeks what happens in places like Florida and Georgia where they are starting to reopen. You know, are they going to see big spikes? You know, because and, it and seems two, way two too soon. Quick things I tweet, two other quick things I tweeted about, which, you know, annoy me was uh, so chris cuomo anchor for cnn okay yeah give us your thoughts who uh admitted that he uh violated quarantine i guess about a week ago and did actually get into a, a, a yelling altercation with someone who called him out on that uh last night had you know did his show and they were videotaping like emerging from his basement where he's been doing his show. They made it like a spectacle. Like you're a news organization. You, you admitted you weren't quarantined in your basement the entire time that you violated what you should have been doing. And now you make like this spectacle of yourself coming up from the stairs, from the basement. Stop. Embarrassing. Just stop. And then you got George Stephanopoulos, main anchor for ABC Good Morning America, whose wife who is 
positive. Yes, exactly. Whose wife's positive. Yep. I yep. believe. Both. Yeah, she was. I think she's recovered or, you know, maybe out of the symptoms. Okay. And, but maybe, and maybe had he's it. on the tail end of recovery. But still, he, he's got his face mask off walking around in the Hamptons. Yeah. And TMZ caught him. Like, here's a main anchor, a national anchor who was telling people to stay home, follow the rules, be safe. And yet he's walking around with his cell phone with his mask out. I mean, and, and then you wonder why, like, stay home. Well, I think you- and I don't care if there was no one around. And there was someone close enough to take the picture. I'm sure he's walking by some people. Stay home. I know. Who are you? Like, Isn't that scary? Isn't that scary? I'm sure he has a yard in the Hamptons that he could walk around. I'm sure. Yeah. I, you know, I felt bad he was in the Hamptons, right? No, I, I mean, I'm totally with you. And I think you're right. You know, people, they're just, everyone's such hypocrites, right? And and we're just not used to giving up any freedoms here. So everybody says, stay home, stay home. And then a week later, you see celebrities out, whatever, you know, doing something like George Stephanopoulos, you know, and you're just like, I think people, people are hypocrites. And, and it's- I mean, Sarah, and I'm not saying this for, for, for me to be patted on the back or anything, but, you know, I haven't left the state of Maryland to go see my mom in New Jersey. I know. Because I would have to self-quarantine for 14 days upon return. Right? Yeah. And trust me, I'm not a 100% rule follower by any means. Right. But in this case, it's selfish to not do what you're supposed to be doing. It's just selfish. And, you know, I don't want somebody else to have to go through what we went through with my father. Yeah. So stay home it's embarrassing like you're a news person you know stop yeah and, uh, anyway so, no i mean look what's the answer aside from them just not being hypocrites and coming out with the truth and and you know but uh, like, yeah, listen he's gonna say well i wasn't around anybody and i was self-distancing yeah i needed some fresh air or maybe he's recovered at this point i don't know right but not- still it's just not it's not a good look. Stay home. Stay on your own property. Wait till you're fully recovered and then go back to work. Yeah, you know you're a target. Uh, Want to ask you about, so a lot of also in the news, um, pay te- Paycheck Protection Act. You have Shake yes. Shack returning $10 million in funding. Also love your thoughts on Harvard University. I was kind of surprised to see this. Harvard, which probably has one of the biggest endowments of any college. $39 in- billion dollar endowment. <laughs> got I mean, $9 million. In, uh, Another in, hypocritical in, critical yeah. move. What's okay? Now they claim that they're in; they're going to be in financially bad shape and are selling one point one billion dollars in stock to keep up with you know the payment of faculty. And I have to imagine their faculty and staff are very well compensated, so they have so probably massive payrolls. So, so, what's your thoughts? I don't, I don't begrudge larger companies like a Shake Shack or some others putting in for. Stimulus money, PPP money. Okay. Having said that, I think whoever's doling out the money or deciding on who gets the money clearly hasn't done their job in terms of prioritizing who should get it first. Certainly small businesses, you know, the people asking for fifty to $100,000 should have gotten it first before Shake Shack. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean Shake Shack doesn't employ a lot of people. That doesn't mean they own a lot of real estate. That doesn't mean that could be potentially in financial trouble. You certainly don't want large chains, retail companies, 
corporate companies going out of business because they employ a lot of people. So they go out of business. People are then more, you know, just like the small businesses struggle, a lot of people will be out of work. Sure. I do think you have to balance it. But if the idea is to help small business, then they needed to prioritize who or like certainly be equitable as you release the funds. The problem is you start giving $10 million chunks to these big companies and Harvard of all places, right? Well, then you quickly run out of money. And then you have Pelosi and Schumer holding up the second round. Yep. For whatever reason, political reasons, they felt they needed to add some things. That's debatable. Sure, okay? they want funding. But, yep. But clearly they held it up. And uh, and then you have, you know, it's a domino effect of problems. And sometimes these small businesses, a few days matters. Oh, from yeah. surviving or, or going out of business. Oh, 100%. You've got 100 employees, 150 employees. You're, you know, you're probably dealing with a really thin margin versus it is mind blowing that a Harvard is getting 9 million. And of course they're not alone. Princeton, Yale, they all, they're getting less, maybe a million dollars here. But again, you're talking universities that have massive endowments. It's just, that's a joke. It is a joke. And it, it's so disheartening. I think during this time, you know, that you're seeing all that. Um, okay. Well, two other two other political things, and we'll talk some lighter pop culture stuff. You were probably seeing in yeah. the news this morning, Kim Jong-un, of course, the leader yeah. of, of North Korea. We don't know really what's happening, but I find this story fascinating. I have a theory, which is I believe actually he's in a coma for COVID-19, but they allege that the 36-year-old leader had a heart procedure and now is in critical condition. What are you thinking? What, what are your thoughts? It seems pretty pretty solid information. South Korea came out and it's multiple sources. It's very hard to get information from North Korea. Our intelligence is sure. great. Uh, but it seems pretty legit. He hasn't been seen. Apparently his uncle or brother or there was some military salute to Yes, him. yes. Some family member. And, you're right. I don't know who yeah, it was, but yes. And he, and he, and he wasn't seen Hasn't been seen, so, I believe, since April, like, 8th or something, 7th, yeah. somewhere in there. So, could be surgery, could be COVID-related for sure. Um, but it looks like, uh, yeah, it looks like he's in trouble. What a turn of events that would be. What it a turn be. of events. Of course, it's such a dictatorship country, I'm sure. His sister yeah. or somebody is in line to take over if but, anything happened. You know, but, but, but but a lot of times... Wow. And maybe, you know, this... Again, and I don't have that answer who would take over. But it seems like the more, when you start getting to the younger generation, they're a little bit more open to uh, peace and, and treaties and economic stability. So if... Oh, God, I don't know. He's like the it, worst, it, though. Maybe, maybe. No, he's not as bad, I don't think, as his father was and vice versa. So, I, you know, I just... Uh, what I'm saying is maybe, you know, as as these generations move move along, there's more, greater chance for peace um, and, 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 and stability in the region. God, that'd be amazing. Oh, one other story, too. Condoleezza Rice giving interviews, I thought very fascinating, um, saying that we need to hold China accountable for what's happening with uh, coronavirus. So we as, how do you think we do that, though? Because, you know, 
it's sanctions. so shady, right? What's happening? We don't know still to this day where this virus came from. Did it come from a lab where they were experimenting on, on vaccines and treatments? Did it come from an animal? Seems like it came from an animal, but we don't know that for sure. We also Seems like it came from an animal. There was some reports that it came from a lab. Who knows? What we do know is trying to lie about it. They, they, their response was they didn't communicate to the world, certainly not to the World Health Organization as they should. I don't think any media outlet should be reporting worldwide deaths because clearly China's lying. Right, right. Yeah, that's very so, obvious. Yeah, they're saying that the worldwide deaths are in the 175 to 180,000 range. China alone could be 250,000 for all we know. Could be more. So I, I think it's disingenuous to report those figures because we don't know. You know, you, I don't think you could take what China's saying at face value. Right. Uh, having said that, as bad as I think the World Health Organization initially mismanaged this, I don't think Trump should be taking money away from them. Not at this point. Right. I, you know, we still got to get through this crisis and maybe another crisis similar in the fall. Yep. So uh, you want to you want to look at the World Health Organization and how it's structured and who's who oversees it and how much money the United States gives once this is over. That's fine, but not now. You know, and I think that's that's where Trump, I think, you know, he appeals to his base by doing that. But I think overall, it's just not good leadership. I know. You, know, you want to come out and hammer the World Health Organization and say they completely mishandled. They gave us bad information. They appeased China. Fine. Yeah. Crush them. Crush them in the media. Trump has, he has the largest pulpit in the world, right? But say, and we're going to reevaluate how much the United States contributes and how we handle this after this crisis is over. Right, right now, we need them. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk a few pop culture things that are happening. Obviously, in TV, uh, are you watching the ESPN uh, Michael Jordan documentary? I am not. Okay. Uh, we're watching, we finished all six seasons of Schitt's Creek. Oh, any, okay, everybody loves that show. Is it really good? Probably the best, probably the, probably one of the top. Okay, I got to get five, into this show. Probably one of the top five, maybe three comedies of all time. Really? From everything. Okay. The, the writing, the characters, the low budget they had to, sh to to work with, the authenticity of it, how, you know, so I watched the last season, and then they had, uh, like, a goodbye episode where they kind of recapped the last, the filming of the last season, and how they developed the characters and how the show started. Oh and my the God. Okay. Main characters. And it, it, it has become one of the, um, it's like a, it, I don't want to say a cult following cause that, that doesn't do it justice. Right. It's got even a bigger following than that. Bigger, yeah. Much bigger following. And, um, and also how it's been embraced by the LGBTQ community, not because they, because the, the main characters were queer, but they didn't put it in your face. Like it was just, it showed how, this is how we could live. Yeah. Th this is, you know, this is, this is like, this is normal. This is, and they were talking about in the post, you know, that hour long special, how, I mean, just 
the letters they would get from moms. Apparently there's a Facebook group for moms who have uh, uh, children uh, in the community, um, how, how much they made their lives. Yeah, so much better and, and right, comforting, I guess. And like you said, normalizing for some people, it's, yeah. And Dan Levy said, you know, that wasn't his intention. It's just, he made a show. Right. And the main character, you know, what what was queer and um, just a great, great show. Okay, now I have to get into it. Okay. the, the, The writing's spectacular. All right. And the character development from the beginning is just, uh, I can't say enough about the show. It really was just they're great. So we watched that. We restarted The Wire. Oh, all right. Okay. Great retro, show as well. Yep. little retro 2002. Uh, Taking it back. That was like the golden again, age of television. Some people say, you know, one of the top dramas of all time. Uh, so we started that. Watching Homeland. Yeah, yes, that's kind of where I'm at. Okay, and um, what other any other exciting things happening at the station? I see, you know, all the updates, of course, everybody just doing an amazing job still kind of keeping up their spirits while working from home. Yeah, I mean, we our our staff has been spectacular. Yeah, they they really really have. have. It's it's fun to see them at home, like whether it's Aaron Como cooking or Caitlin trying to give Tucker a haircut. It's just I like the um, I like seeing them more in their home environment. It's really fun. So, you know, so. So the management, we've tried to, A, supply them with everything they need to stay safe. And I think we've done a pretty good job at that. And, and you know, the feedback that we've gotten has been excellent on that front. Um, but, you know, I think communicating during this is critical. Yep. Both from a top management level, but also, you know, across colleagues, across departments, very critical. You know, as much as people are putting up a good front on air and, and, and everything it's still you know there's a lot of anxiety sure a lot of unknowns you know from a financial standpoint to you know they could have a loved one who's losing a job or sick or they don't know you know what's going to happen next so i think it's very important that you know i communicate with them and their managers communicate with them so i had an all station zoom call last week okay and uh we have about 200 employees we had almost 75%, if not a little bit larger, all join the Zoom call, which to get a, to get 150 people at one time yeah, to join a Zoom call. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, so you know, it, showed, it showed people want information. They want to know what's going on, which is critical. Um, but it's unfortunate that I can't, like, we don't know when we're going to reopen. Like, we started off the podcast. We don't know you know, how that's going to actually, I mean, we have, we're putting a plan together. Sure, sure. But yeah, you have no idea. It's still early for that, right? I think you got to get to phase two, phase three of the reopening process before you can consider having 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 people come back into the workforce. Yeah. Is is Metro going to be working? You know, or how are we going to structure the desks in the newsroom? Are we going to move them? Yeah, you know, so, so there's there's a lot to put together. Um, I, can, I you know I can't predict when that will be, but I don't I don't think it's around the corner, Sarah. 
Yeah, I no, I mean, I know you you know you watch these press conferences and still like whether it's testing or how many people, you know, we're we're up to like I also I'm sorry to cut you. No, 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 I, I also ahead. think you have to see the government open up. The states open up, the region open up. And then I think you have to see how it goes a little bit too. Like we're, we're functioning, we're on the air, you know. Yeah. We, you know, we're doing all our shows. So there's no rush to come back. Yep. So let's be smart about this. Yep. Absolutely. So uh, how are you doing? As Dan, you guys killing each other yet? No. What we... a first what a first year of marriage. Being <laughs> completely quarantined. It's like seven years and three months. I maybe it's a sign. Okay, we've been through so much our first year of marriage. It is insane. I, I don't even know like Okay, the whole miscarriage thing and then having this pregnancy disease and getting, like, chemo shots, right? Okay, all of this is, like, mentally a lot. Then this, like, we're just, I don't even know. But, you know, Patrick, I, I feel like, um, I, w- I don't know if I was saying this to you or Joe DiCipio last week when we were off the show. But after you go through, like, a crazy health thing like that, this, I don't want to make light of this or, or say it's a breeze by any means. But I think, like, for me, going through that health scare where you could, like, develop cancer and all these things. It's just like now I'm like, it's day to day. And Dan has a lot more anxiety than I do about it. But I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, whatever happens, like our jobs, it'll all work out. You know, it's like you just have to have some faith and you can't get too anxious because like it's so uncertain for so many right now. Like all of us are in, you know, when I know everybody hates it now. I think it does, you know, again, to varying degrees, obviously people lose loved ones, others lose their jobs, which is terrible. Uh, but mentally, to varying degrees, we are, I mean, it, it, it's, you see it on the commercials, it sounds cliche. Right. But we are all in this, we're all in the same boat, for the most part. Again, to varying degrees, some people are still working, some people on the front lines, some people lost loved ones, some people, unfortunately, are going to lose their jobs or you know, worry but about the next paycheck. And- it's Yeah, it's like you said, though, you were talking about this earlier. You know, it is one of those things where you could go to your neighbor, right? And your neighbor knows exactly what's what's happening because they yeah. either are dealing with a sick loved one who has COVID or they're dealing with a daughter who's losing her job. You know, so in, the, in that way, you're right. We are all in this together because it's not like you're going over to your neighbor's house or talking to your boss or whatever, and they're not dealing with it. I mean, it's, you know, it's hit so close to home for Fox 5, all of us. I mean, so in that way, I think it is helps all no, of us get through. That's, uh... Patrick, I have two more questions for you. What oh. real quick though? How is your mom doing? Is she? She's obviously feeling better. Is she keeping up her oh. spirits as much as possible? She is. So she's keeping up her spirits. Good. You know, she's pretty. You know, for the most part, I guess she's recovered. You know, again, I don't know if there's a specific like. Okay, you're recovering. But in terms of the CDC guidelines being symptom-free and fever-free for, for uh, 10 to 14 days, so she's there. Uh, I hired a company to actually go, they're going in today to clean her house. Great. Deep clean, disinfect, sanitize, do all of that. And then, yeah, I think as of tomorrow, she'll be in the boat with most of us where you still got to self still got to be smart sure she's still 70 you know 70 plus years old uh you know people say you can't get it again but we don't know that right right, right. i mean i don't know if that's official uh so 
still got to be smart. I'm going to try to get up there once, you know, I can get permission or I'm allowed to, to, to travel up. I know it seems, you know, I feel terrible that I can't get up there, but at the same time, I don't want to be selfish about it. Oh my God. Yeah. Look, and, I mean, yeah, um, you know, you have to okay. be careful. I mean, yeah. So, I'll, uh, okay. I was like losing you for two seconds, but, um, yeah, I think yeah, I, have... I thought we had a few technical. Yeah, the podcast at home, we freeze once in a while. Um, okay, well, maybe this is a good place to wrap it up then. I'll ask you next week about your, I wondered how your quarantine diet and your quarantine drinking was going. But we can, we can get an update next week. Sarah, no, I'll give you just. <laughs> How's it going? I always love I'll your diet. i you a little preview of that. Not well. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, I did a reset yesterday, so I'm, I'm one day, I'm one day no alcohol. Okay. I, uh, I, I didn't help. All right, we've officially lost Patrick. He's out. <laughs> Our connection dropped off. No worries. Guys, we'll get an update on Patrick's quarantine life next week. Be sure to be following him on Twitter. It's at PatrickGMFox5DC. See you guys next week.